Japanese philosophy, a super simple careers quiz, and what's more important than formal learning. I'm Jonathan Tinnaker, and this is Better Uni Choices. Welcome, everyone. This week, we explore a little bit of Japanese philosophy together with a brilliant way of working out if your planned career could give you the sense of purpose you are looking for. For those of you who haven't found that perfect career yet, we find out about a super simple and uncannily accurate careers quiz. And we learn what's more important than university. So, let's start with something we can learn from Japanese philosophy. You see, I, along with many Westerners, first came across Ikigai as a career decision making tool, a Venn diagram with four overlapping qualities in the ideal career what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. I'll come to the Venn diagram in a minute as it's brilliant, but I would like to start with an explanation of what Ikigai really means to the Japanese. Some have translated Ikigai as a reason for being. But according to clinical psychologist Akihiro Hasegawa, the word is comprised of two parts, iki, which means life, and gai, which means value or worth. Life's value sounds pretty grand, as if we all need to find a big picture purpose which we spend our lives seeking to achieve. But for the Japanese, life doesn't necessarily mean lifetime, but can also simply mean everyday living. Thus, we see that Ikigai is about finding a value in our everyday living, not necessarily a broad purpose for our whole lives. This is hugely important. According to Hasegawa, the Japanese find that small joys in everyday life result in a more fulfilling life as a whole. What this teaches us is that when we choose our studies and ultimately our jobs and careers, the everyday experience is just as important as the overall purpose of the job. If you haven't yet found your passion, then be reassured that the everyday joy of a job can lead to a life and a career fulfilled. And if you do think you've found your passion, don't forget to pay attention to the everyday. It is so important to find daily pleasure in your work and not just to find each day a grind that you only put up with for some higher purpose. For me, the wider purpose of a job has always been the driving force for my career choices. But if I'm honest, my overall happiness in any specific role was down to whether I enjoyed it on an everyday basis. For me, I love roles that have variety and enable me to do something a little different each day, working with different people on new and interesting projects, as well as being able to spend time on my own. I have been fortunate enough to have had four significant roles that had this type of variety that I hugely enjoyed on a day to day basis. I have had a couple of other roles in exactly the same industry and with the same fundamental purpose, but where the day to day activities were not enjoyable. Needless to say, these jobs were not a success for me and I moved on pretty quickly. On to that Venn diagram. If you haven't seen it, it's very good. It's been doing the rounds since a 2014 blog post by entrepreneur Mark Wynne. In the post, he describes Ikigai as a reason to get up in the morning. But also the chance to have a long and happy life. Ideas which he takes from a TED talk by Dan Burtner. He then adds a standard career purpose diagram and replaces the central word purpose with Ikigai, resulting in a rather inspiring diagram. If you want to see it, just Google Ikigai Venn diagram to see it for yourself. Now, such purpose diagrams in various forms have been widely used previously. But all of a sudden, by linking it with Japanese philosophy in a short, accessible blog, the idea went viral. It is beautifully simple 
and beautifully clear. On the positive side, you can see that if you find a career, a job or a role that sits in each of the four circles of the diagram, you can almost certainly find your ikigai, a rewarding career and a reason to get up in the morning. But there is a warning too. If you seek only your passion, you may find the world doesn't need it and no one wants to pay you for it. If you are overly mission-driven, you might overlook both your ability, or potentially your lack of it, and your likelihood of being paid. Similarly, if you purely seek a vocation or a profession, there is a risk that you just won't enjoy it. Let's look a little more closely at each of the four circles of the diagram. If you haven't already, then right now, while you are listening, Google Ikigai Venn Diagram and have a look while we discuss each main circle. So let's start with what you love. Now, love is a strong word, but perhaps on this, just go back to the start of this article, to the original Japanese Ikigai. You may have a passion, whether it be working with animals, performing music or writing poetry, but love in a work context doesn't necessarily have to be about passion. It can just be about enjoying the day-to-day -day aspects of the job, such as the satisfaction you get from a class you have taught well, a patient you have treated, or a set of data you have analysed. Secondly, what you are good at. I guess the real question here is, how good do I have to be? Do I merely need to be competent, or do I need to be the best? The truth is probably somewhere in between. But the real key is to make sure you don't compare yourself to others on this measure. It literally does not matter a bit if one of your classmates is better than you at something. It's really not a problem if someone in your class could make a better scientist than you. There is every possibility that they won't go on to be a scientist anyway. So if science is your strength, then go for it. It sounds like a cliché, but for most careers, what genuinely matters is that you go on to be the best you can be, not that you are the best at what you do. And now there is an exception to this. And this is when we move on to what you can be paid for. Now, for most activities, you can either get paid or not, and you'll be able to work that out for yourself. Sometimes, however, it really does depend on how good you are at it. So professional entertainers and sports people can get paid a lot, while amateurs may not earn a penny. And this is why so many parents have concerns when their child wants to go into the creative or sports industries. Well, if this is you, then it's time to work out how you can make it work for you and to make your case to your parents. For what it's worth, I don't think that giving up on your dreams is a sensible thing for any teenager to do. But I do think you need to understand the full range of options. For every Harry Kane, there are thousands of others working and getting paid for working in the wider football industry. For every Ed Sheeran, there are thousands of others working in the wider music industry. So research all the different roles so you can make your case for doing what you love and show that you can get paid for it. And the final circle, what the world needs. You could look at this and consider it to mean what is their demand for in the world. Humbly, I'd suggest maybe applying a higher standard to this. After all, there is demand for all sorts of things that typically do more harm than good. Tax avoidance schemes, handguns, heroin, to name just a few. So what if we look for something a little more aspirational? How about instead we consider what will make the world better? All of a sudden you can really raise the game on your job, your career. In one fell swoop, you can consider your career a moral good, 
a moral imperative even. So how might you go about deciding whether a particular career will make the world a better place? Well, I'm no deep-thinking philosopher, nor am I well-versed in every world religion. But perhaps we can all agree that the world will be a better place if there is less suffering and we are able to improve each other's quality of life. So that's my suggestion for this circle. Will the career you choose improve the quality of life for others? So why not have a go now? Write down some of the different courses or careers that you are considering. If you are honest, do you think that they could potentially fit into all four circles for you? Are there circles where that choice just doesn't fit? And if so, is it worth the risk of pursuing that career? I think it's a really useful model, and I hope it gives you something to reflect on as you make your university choices. Now we'll move on to today's Did You Know? Um, not sure what sort of career you might want to do? Well, try the Saku Careers Quiz. It's a five-minute visual questionnaire, and once you've done it, it will present you with a whole bunch of career suggestions that might suit you. I literally just tried it myself, and the top suggestions included marketing, careers advisor, and journalist. I mean, literally uncanny. Just go to sacu student.com. You won't regret it. And finally, this week's quote comes from James Clear, author of Atomic Habits. Formal education, he says, is not nearly as important as an unquenchable thirst to learn. Now, you might think this is a strange quote for me to include, given I write almost exclusively about formal university education. But for me, making great decisions about your formal education will only increase your thirst to learn. And a real thirst will keep you learning during your time at university and far, far beyond. Next week, uh, we embrace the chaos. What Nietzsche might have had to say about choosing a university. Thanks for listening. See you next time.